Hello, it's time to build your empire. Sophie Zolman, owner and founder of Sophie Zoe Virtually There For You, is sharing the secrets to building a better business and taking back your time. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back to Building Your Empire with Sophie Zoe. I'm excited for yet another amazing guest in my season of guests. This woman is a coach, a mentor, a friend, um, and the woman who certified me as the online business manager that I am and has had great influence on how I've grown uh, into that role for my clients and, and many people over the years. Her name is Tina Forsyth. After starting her own coaching business in 2000, she quickly came to see the need to partner visionaries with high-level support. With her natural ability to bring both strategy and implementation to the table, she began working with six to seven figure leaders within the coaching industry to help manage and grow their businesses. And thus, the role of the online business manager was born. Tina is a pioneer in the world of online business, having founded the International Association of Online Business Managers in 2009, the home of the certified OBM training. In the 13 years since its inception, the OBM industry has been established as a key role on the team of fast-growing online and virtually-based businesses. Tina is passionate about helping powerful women who are here to make a difference via their work. Her clients are high achievers who, despite having accomplished so much already, find themselves secretly plagued by worry, doubt, and fear that they aren't really as smart and capable as others think they are. As a coach and speaker, she specializes in helping women break free from these imposter syndrome feelings so they can do the work they are meant to do in the world and make a great living while doing it. Tina, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for coming on my show. Yeah, very excited to be here. Thanks, Sophie. You're welcome. All right, let's get started with that that main question. What is your best tip, trick, or advice for helping business owners scale from six to seven figures and beyond? Yeah, I'm going to answer this from a bit of a different angle, um, I think, in that what I've come to see over the years is it's not as much about strategy and information and knowledge. I mean, we live in a world right now where there is no shortage of how to do anything out there. I mean, and for free, like we don't even need to pay for information anymore. We can go hop on a YouTube channel or, you know, just do a search and find out whatever we need to find out. It is in my own personal experience, as well as that of the clients I've worked with over the years, it has so, so much more to do with how we're leading ourselves. Um, you know, this concept of self-leadership, meaning, you know, if we can't lead ourselves beyond a certain point, we can't lead our team or our business or our clients beyond that point either. And I've found myself really fascinated about this over the years, especially from that perspective of like, oh, hey, why is this person rocking and rolling over here? And this person isn't, you know, when it's like, they should be, but they're not. What's going on? Or for myself over the years, when I've had moments of, things kind of clicking and growing versus moments where things are really stuck and stagnant to just really recognize and looking through this lens of business really is, a, you know, to me, it's been one of the best personal growth journeys out there. And when we're willing to look through the lens of uh, not just 
what do I need? I need more team. I need more this. I need more that. I need to scale. I need to do more marketing. I need this strategy. I need to try that approach to, you know, those things are important as well, but to also be able to recognize if and when we are getting stuck or stagnant or whatever that might be along the way that it usually has to do with something within, which for me is looking through the lens of self-leadership. Like, who am I? How am I showing up in the world? And, you know, how am I living in a way that really becomes an example and an inspiration for those around me? I love that. And I love the self-leadership because everybody, you know, self-development, self-help, you know, yeah. and leadership. But I don't know that too many people talk about self-leadership. And so I love that that idea and thought process there. And, and it, you know, they do talk about the inner game or the outer game and those different things, but they don't necessarily talk about it from a leadership, leading yourself perspective. So how does someone know that they're stuck and they need that self-leadership kind of approach and, and training as opposed to, oh, they're just, you know, they're stuck because they, you know, they have this limiting belief or they have something else, you know, whatever, you know, there's different yeah. causes for getting stuck. When is it a self-leadership issue? How do we know it's a self-leadership issue when we're stuck? I like to look at it through the lens of um, all leadership ultimately starts with self-leadership. So an example I can give too is, and, and I, there's, you know, I'm thinking of a particular scenario with uh, a colleague of mine who this person wasn't a client, but this was a colleague who I would see once a year at a business networking event back in the day when we used to travel, right? It was like, you know, we would see each other once a year. And every year that I saw her, she would be dealing with the exact same team issue every single time. And wow. I could see, because I've done a lot of work with people around team leadership in particular. I know you have as well, Sophie. It's like, that's an area of leadership that I that I tend to do a lot of work in. And it's so, whenever something is like a pattern, whenever something, this, in this person's particular case, it was like, it doesn't matter who I hire, they just can't do it right. You know, and it was like every time I saw her, it was exact same thing over and over and over and over again. And it's like I could see based on our conversation and just based on understanding, um, you know, the bigger picture of some of this, too. It was like I could see that this wasn't about finding the right person. You know, in her mind, it was so much about, I got to find the right person. And if I can find the right person, then, I mean, yes, we got to find the right person. That's part of it. You know, obviously that becomes part of it. But it's like when you've gone through, say, like three rounds of trying to find the right person and nothing's changing or three rounds of like, I'm trying to launch this product or I'm trying to get more people into this program or whatever it is. Um, whenever we're, we're noticing a pattern where we're looking out and we're trying to find that answer outside of ourselves, that's often to me where we're looking, where we need to look within. Because to your point too, Sophie, right? I mean, I like, I like looking through the lens of self-leadership and it, you know, it could be mindset. It could be, you know, limiting beliefs. It could be all kinds of things. But the concept of self-leadership really is like, oh, if I want to become a better team leader, I got to be able to lead myself too. 
Like if I'm not leading myself and I'm not leading myself effectively, then how the heck am I going to become a better team leader? Like why would anybody even want to follow me? There can even be simple things like if I'm not accountable to my word. You know, if I'm asking my team to do certain things and and stick to their commitments and get things done on time and in the right way and et cetera, based on whatever their role is, but I'm not doing that, then that's a self-leadership problem, right? It's like if I'm looking, there's almost that mirror aspect to it that can come into play, right? Like if I'm looking for someone to, well, hey, why isn't this person taking ownership of their role? It's sort of like, you know, oh, where do I maybe need to be taking more ownership of something? Or where do I need to maybe be stepping up and even taking ownership in the sense of, have I had conversations with this person about my expectations? You know, have I, am I really stepping up and leading, Um, you know, leading in order to lead the team, we need to often step up and lead ourselves. I was thinking this particular person that I mentioned, you know, having seen time and again over the years, I could really see that there was just some fundamental like trust issues going on there, right? Where it's like, you don't believe, you know, in her mind, she does not, she didn't, she did not believe that she could actually find somebody that could do as good a job as her. And so it created this like cycle of, okay, because you fundamentally believe that maybe even subconsciously to some degree, um, and had had experiences of that in whatever way throughout life, it's like, of course, that's all you're going to be able to see. And that becomes the way then that she was showing up as a leader. You know, even though she was wanting certain things and hoping for certain things and wanting to work with people in a certain way, um, because there was that deeper, like, nobody's going to do as well as I can. Nobody can meet my standard. I'm not going to be able to find this person. I don't really think they exist. That like put almost like a, what is it? Like a layer of that over top of all of her leadership. And so you can't really fix, someone could go out and and like, how do I delegate properly? How do I lead a team meeting? How do I, whatever those things, again, they're important. The tactics are important, but if there's a fundamental stuff kind of going on in here, it's like, that's going to flavor everything else that they're doing. I totally get it. And that makes absolute sense because, you know, it it is, you know, about expectations of self. I mean, if she, if if someone is, you know, they, they want to do X, Y, and Z, but they don't have the, the faith and the belief and the trust in themselves to lead, to do that and to lead others to help them do that. You know, it does start with them. And, you know, some, some people have blinders on, I mean, you know, it's, it's the whole rose colored glasses or the blinders and they, you know, it takes an outside resource, you know, someone like you or another, you know, coaches, mentors, people who can look in objectively from the outside Mm -hmm. to help them break free of that. And what can you talk a little bit about how that looks like from your perspective? How do you come in as the objective observer and, Mm -hmm. and, and find their blind spots or their rose colored glasses and figure out how to get them to take that off and lead themselves and then therefore lead everything else. Yeah. And and your, you know, your point too about the blind spots or the blinders, like we all have them. I think that's the other side of it is just like, I've been in, I've been involved in the coaching industry a long time now for, I guess over 20, 22 years or whatever at this point. Um, 
And, and it's that fundamental, one of the reasons why I think coaching is so important and to have, you know, either a coach or a group or, you know, whoever in our lives that can see things that we can't see in ourselves. I mean, that there's something really, really important about that because we all have our blind spots and we all have our spots that we're meant to grow through in some fashion. And depending on the person, I mean, there's a few different things that can come up in this work. Um, but usually when I'm when I'm working with somebody, we start with that idea of like, okay, what is the thing that's going on that like keeps happening over and over again, right? Like, like, I mean, the team example is another one, or it could even be, you know, I've got some great people on my team, but they're just not, you know, taking initiative in the way I would like them to. So it may not be the, oh, I can't find somebody at all, but oh, they're not taking initiative in the way that I would like them to. And we've tried this and tried that and it's just not happening. You know, it's first recognizing like, what is the thing that's going on? And when a lot of times this stuff comes back to some of the deeper fears around this, you know, I've found in a lot of my work, uh, in particular with women leaders and business owners, that we may for all purposes, show up and, you know, be really powerful and empowered and doing amazing things. And then there's this kind of behind the scenes piece that can be going on that, you know, we try to ignore or we feel ashamed about or we don't want to talk about. I mean, I do a lot of work with with women around the imposter syndrome side of things, too. And, and in particular, imposter syndrome being, you know, hey, somebody who really is a high achiever and actually is achieving pretty great things, like from the outside looking in, somebody who looks like, oh my gosh, they've got it figured out and they're rocking and rolling and they're doing amazing things. But then there's this part behind the scenes or it's just sort of that inner voice in the back of their mind even that's just like, it's all gonna fall apart. They're gonna find out I'm a fraud. I'm not, I'm not as good as people think I am. I don't really know as much as people think I know. Just all these like worry, doubt, fear, things that can be coming up. I mean, somebody can be having team issues, not because they're team issues, but because they don't know how to actually ask for and receive what it is that they actually want. You know, I'm, I'm, this has been part of my journey and continues to be part of my personal journey too, to be able to actually ask for the kind of support that I'm looking for or that I'm desiring from a team member. And, you know, I have this deep seated people pleaser type you know, I guess an archetype of sorts that's been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. And there can be these times where it's like, oh, you know, I don't want to bug this person or I don't want to ask too much of them or, oh, I don't want to make it hard on them. I know they've already got stuff going. I mean, this is me as the leader of my own company. Right. The folks that I'm working with, where in my mind, I can be having some of these thoughts around such around various things that that will actually prevent me from even taking any of those tactical steps to be a stronger leader, right? That could prevent me from making a very clear request, you know, ask, you know, setting some expectations, getting agreement, holding people accountable to stuff. If I've got, say, this people pleaser thing going on in me, then that can become like it, it can, we can really start to see where and how it's getting in the way. And so a lot of times in my work with clients, it is revealing 
some of that, right? Like revealing the perfectionist. You know what's funny, Sophie? I, th I thought I... <laughs> I thought I was somebody, I mean, I've always had a bit of a perfectionist, but I thought in like recent years that it wasn't as big of a deal anymore, right? Where I'm like, oh, no, I'm good. You know, I'm not, I don't have so much of the perfectionist thing anymore. And then I was reading Brene Brown's latest book, her Atlas of the Heart book, which is really good. And for me has been actually, in a strange way, it's been a very helpful book just to help like identify and name different types of emotions because I was not raised with a lot of emotional um, intelligence in my family, right? I was raised in a suck it up princess, make it happen, move forward type family. And, you know, when I was reading that book, she was talking about perfectionism at one point and defined it. I can't even remember the specifics offhand, but defined it around like perfectionism is a fear of essentially like letting people down in some way. And I was like, oof, humdinger. I'm like, damn, you got me again. You know, like there, there's so it's sort of this, I you know, and, and it does all ultimately come back to that belief. I mean, this I fundamentally believe this about business, especially those of us who are in business for conscious, purposeful reasons, right? Like not just looking to make a fast buck. I mean, that can be right. fine too. But, you know, when we are in business for deeper reasons, it really is acknowledging that this journey, anytime we want to go to another level, we really need to be looking at ourselves as much as we're looking at whatever it's going to take to get there strategically. Because we are being called up to become more of who we're meant to be. And we're being called to look at, you know, maybe the things we don't really like about ourselves or the things we avoid or the things we try to hide or pretend don't exist or whatever it is. You know, there's always something new that, that can be popping up along the way. And so the self-leadership, even as a habit, self-leadership really is that awareness of like, oh, what do I need to learn about myself here? Where do I need to maybe step out more? Where do I need to maybe take some courageous action? And a courageous action can be as simple as like, I'm going to, you know, reach out and have a conversation with somebody that I've been avoiding. Right. Right. Like it doesn't have to be, I'm going to save the world tomorrow. Woo. Like it doesn't have to be these huge things. It's actually in many ways harder to do the smaller <laughs> things in the moment. Sometimes. Yeah. Now that, and, and I totally hear you on the perfectionism thing on the, you know, all these things that we go through along the way in our path to success, there, no one thing that you encounter is necessarily cured in the first time that you, you master, you know, a fear, a fear of any, any of your fears can come back and bite you at any time. And you will, you'll be like, wait a minute, I conquered that fear. I don't have that fear anymore. And it's like, mm -hmm. you conquered it up to this point with these particular things that trigger it, but you didn't even realize this is a trigger for that fear. Yeah. So, because as you grow and learn and do different things, you know, you encounter different things that can still be a trigger for that fear or that doubt or that worry. And it is a continual work on yourself and making yeah. sure, you know, and staying aware. And so I love that you're covering, you know, it's not a one and done. It's never, no. growth is never a one and done. And leadership and, and all those things that it takes to grow a business 
and to, to from six to seven figures and beyond or to whatever your goal is. Yeah. There's always going to be those obstacles and those things that keep coming at you. Um, because you're, you just can't one and done any kind of things that, that, you know, you fix yourself, so to speak, that looking in and, and seeing what's holding you back internally and being that leader for yourself and then your team and the business. So I really love how you've put all that into that perspective in the way that you so do it in your own Tina way, because, you know, everybody has those different ways of doing things. So I really appreciate um, how you've brought that out in in the way that you see things and other people that many people probably aren't even going there like, oh, yeah, I'm not a perfectionist anymore. Hmm. You better oh, go yeah. read that Brene Brown book because you might just still be a perfectionist <laughs> and not even know it. So I well, love it is, that. And yes, if only, you know, if only it were that easy. Right. Like if only it was, you know, there's so many times in this business journey because I've been in business now over 20 years. It's like. You know, I would have, if you had asked me a couple of years ago, I'd be like, oh, things are great. Woo. You know, and then last year was like a humdinger. I was like, shit, I wouldn't pardon my French, but it was like, damn, didn't see that one coming, you know, and, and even in a very like deep personal, like, ah, I got to get back in there again. And I really do like looking, especially as business owners, I am, I am a big fan of looking through that lens of self-leadership. Cause again, it really is about leadership at the end of the day. Like we can only lead people as far as we're willing to lead ourselves. And so if we're wanting to lead, that doesn't have to be like directly, you know, like I must do all the things before I can help somebody do all the things. It doesn't have to be literal, but if we're not willing to keep working on ourselves over time and keep looking at the things that are challenging and working, you know, doing the things that are scary and stepping up and stepping out in bigger, different ways. I mean, at a certain point, we're just not going to be effective leaders anymore. And and it is when we're looking at scaling from like six to seven to eight, et cetera, figures, there's so, so much about the leadership piece that kicks in. You can get to early, mid six figures, you know, pardon my French, being a bit of a shitty leader, quite frankly, like just by the skin of your own teeth and making things happen and pushing and moving and all of that. But as soon as we're bringing people into the mix and we're needing to lead team and clients and a business and, you know, a vision and all kinds of things, that's where it becomes like, ooh, that's a whole other ballgame. Yes, yes, totally love it. Tina, this has been great and so informational and, and a different take on leadership. So I love it. And thank you for, for coming on the show. Let my people know, let the listeners know, where can they find you? How can they learn more? Um, you know, maybe they want to work with you or whatever. Let, you know, tell my people where they can find you. Yeah, tinaforsythe.com is my main website. You can, of course, find me and connect with me there. Um, I'm online in a few places, not, you know, overtly necessarily, but you'll find me on Facebook. You might, you'll find me on Instagram. You won't really find me posting a ton there, but, you know, there's a few places I hang out online as well, too. And just under Tina Forsythe. Okay. Awesome. Well, again, thank you for being on the show, Tina. To my listeners, that's a wrap of another great guest session. I hope you will uh, check her out. And if she seems like the thing you need to get your business to the next level, I highly recommend her because she is an amazing woman in so many respects. So that's it for this week. I will see you all again next week. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Building Your Empire. For more tips on business building and living your best life, 
Check out our website at sophiezoe.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Have a great day.